Well, it's good to be back. This is the proof that we've been to Pakistan, okay? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, thank you, uh, GBC. You have been in our partnership in the ministry, in the mission ministry for many years. We appreciate uh, what you have done and your friendship and your prayer for us. And so it is a privilege again uh, to be back to share uh, some of our ministry. All right. So, uh, is this? Okay. So we were in Pakistan. Then uh, in 1997, we went back, we went to uh, Tajikistan. Now, when we were in Tajikistan, I remember when we came back, a brother from GBC asked me, say, St. Juan, why do you go to these difficult, maybe dangerous places? Well, this is the reason, I believe, to finish, to complete the Great Commissions. Now, should we all read together, this is what uh, the prophecies, the prophecies of Jesus together. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. This is a reason that because Jesus was saying that the end will come, but before the end comes, then there the gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all nations. And at least I am taking this seriously. And this is actually my driving force, my motivations, and also my life was that as I continue to move in this path of my mission ministry. Shall we pray? Lord, we thank you that you have given us the great commission that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all nations and we are beginning to see this prophecy fulfilling in our times. Lord, we pray that you will help us to be part of this, what you are doing and we want to be counted as part of this great plan that you have and to push forward to see your church planted among all people in this world. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, the end will come. We know that the world is not, or the time is not circular. It's, it will come to an end one day. And as we hear this week's the the, 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 what's happening in Nice or continually the uh, terrorist attacks and people rise again, people, uh, nations against nations, this will come, the end will come. Will come, but it's not the end yet. When is the end? We see all nations be rich or all the nations be rich or be discipled or of the disciple of Jesus Christ. Now, when I was in China, when, when I'm in China, you know, I often ask, what does it mean by all nations? And uh, in Chinese, one mean, what does it mean? They all say, everyone in this world, 
Is this correct? Everyone. But according to, of course, the theologians and all this, the, the study of these nations is actually ethnic groups. So they are ethnic groups today. According to Joshua Project, uh, they are 16,700 16, uh, un- people group. So, <clears throat> so this nation needs to be rich, and today actually still 7,500 unrich people groups. So that's why we are looking towards seeing if the church mobilized, the church in the world mobilized to reach this 7,500 or 7,050 unreached people group, actually, we can see this gospel being reached uh, to the whole nation in our time and to usher the coming in of Jesus Christ. So, it is amazing that this gospel of the kingdom, that this prophecy, Jesus was... Well, when he was about 2,000 years ago, when he made this prophecy, and until today, 2,000 years later, we are seeing this happening, and where does it, where does it begin? So, you know, of course, the early church, and uh, it all begins in early church, the, you know, where Paul started to bring the gospel in the, in the Middle East, and you follow this, uh, the the color of the blue that continued to grow 400, 400 years later, uh, uh, 500 years later across North Africa and then southern part of Europe and even to Persia. Now, this church continued to grow. So then later, we, we jump into the, uh, the protestant uh, missions movement later because the, <clears throat> the Middle uh, Dark Ages, there was... Still, their gospel is continued to preach through uh, the Roman Catholic priests to the north and to different part, parts of the world. But we want to focus on the Protestant missions. Now, so it started actually uh, with, by the name called William Cal- Carey. So he went to India, start to reach the, uh, the coastal part. Uh, that The strategies is actually uh, to reach the coastal part of uh, the different continent, different places, and so this was actually European led. Then, uh, 18, <clears throat> uh, 1900s uh, to, to 2000s, so that's the faith missions that's starting to move into inland, and that is the inland missions begins. That's Hudson Taylor's, the representative of that inland missions. Then you have the Africa inland missions. And then you have the Sudan Indian missions. And so these continue to move. But a lot of these are by faith missions. Okay? And then <clears throat> continue, it progress and it continue to grow. Actually, in the 20th century, uh, it actually run actually by a lot of those professionals like Wycliffe uh, translators. Now, it all started also uh, this uh, Cameron Townsend. So who, tra- who see the native who want to study or want to know God, but do not have the scriptures. So they, uh, they, he started the Wycliffe Translation Project and then start to translate uh, Bibles to a lot of natives in Latin America. And of course, that continued to different parts of the world. And then <clears throat> Donna, Donna McGavin, 
who is who was in India, and he began to realize that between Indian, there are different structure and di- different uh, sections of segments of people. So he began to turn, uh, try to understand. Actually, the homogeneous uh, ethnic groups began to form, and so then the strategy of the today modern missions is focused on the unrich people group. So that's where the unrich people groups uh, focus on now. Today, where, where, are, where are the cross-cultural missionaries coming from? Okay, so now this is important as why I say because the gospel is beginning to spread and is not just the Western missionary because we used to think mission is you know, from the West to the East, but today it is not uh, that way anymore. 53% from the non-Western countries, the missionaries coming from, and is growing. This is uh, this statistics is uh, 2006. So by now, it should be a lot more uh, <clears throat> foreign uh, missionaries coming from these non-Western countries. Okay, so we are seeing now the gospel, the missionaries is from anywhere to everywhere. So. It is no more from the west to the east or from the rich country to the poorer countries. So, so Christianity is spreading now to six continents. And then, of course, the Joshua Project, uh, or the, the, that's the focus on the unreached people. So that helps for many churches and actually mission, more, more, uh, mission organizations begin to realize that how are we uh, to, uh, to finish the task, the un- unfinished task. And so the local uh, indigenous mission movement began to rise. And actually, I have been in China for 11 years, and I've seen many mission organizations, big and small, are beginning to pop up. All right? So we'll share a little bit later. So what is our task? We want to see, usher the the coming of the second coming of Christ. But there is a task to, be, to complete before the second coming of Christ. So the gospel preached to all nations. This is our goal. That the gospel be preached to all nations and make disciples of all nations. So this is our goal. And if we clear about it, so how do we strategize? How do we plan ourselves to reach the unreached people, okay? So that is a finished, unfinished task that needs to be done. So the Muslim actually is a major part that this is one of the greatest challenges of the Christian church today. So there are 3,052 unreached people groups. And then, of course, the Hindus, 2,243 unreached people groups. And then the animists, the Buddhists. So total... 7,500 unreached people groups that yet to be reached. So this is our goal. So as church, as Christians, so this is where we want to focus our ministry, our missions to reach the unreached people. Now, as for me, you see, why do I go to, to the Muslim world? Because for many years, oh sorry, to China, for many years, we and the family have been focusing on the Muslim world because that is the area 
that's unreached. And uh, when the, I was challenged by one of my uh, actually now co-worker to say, come to China and work with us. I said, no, China is not my calling. China, you know, is, I have no burden for China because he said, no, no, China is growing, is, is, has that called the Back to Jerusalem movement. I'm sure that many of, the, uh, of you have heard the visions of bringing the gospel from China all the way to, Jerus- to Jerusalem. And that part of uh, the vision, actually, if you move from the western part of China all the way to Jerusalem, are all Muslim countries. And this is where my concern. So, and I began to realize and read more, and I found out that there are rich resources available to bring these resources to the most needy people groups along the Silk Road. That's why I went to, went to China. So we see the rise of China in so many ways, politically, economically, even Quiling, just now I was saying, Quiling was one, or is one of the most backwards province in China, and yet it is very modern, okay? So economically, they are doing very well, and of course, this is what I focus on, actually spiritually. They are about 8 to 11% of the China population are Christians. Now, you may say, oh no, I mean, that's too much, I mean, that's a lot. 120 millions, can you imagine that is how many times? 30, 20 over almost 30 times of Singapore population, okay, Christians. So there are a lot of resources, and that's where I base, actually, in, the, in Suzhou, in near Shanghai, so where the Christian belt, because my job is to mobilize the, the church, the Christians there, okay. Now, <clears throat> so the Chinese actually is... Uh, Quilling is a challenge because a lot of minority. But among the Han Chinese, it, was, it is very easy to plant the church. Actually, uh, when I was there, I just kind of, my, uh, apart from my, my hobby, uh, just a Bible study, and it clearly sprung up into two churches. Okay, now one church has 80, 80 over people, another church has 500 people, but now, I mean, it's their responsibility. I'm not involved. And so the church, actually, in the coastal areas and in many areas, is growing tremendously. And so this, uh, this brother, Zhao Xiao, he is one of, the, actually, the, one of the key leaders uh, in China. Uh, he actually used to be the economist advisor to Wen Jiabao. So, and he actually... Uh, bring forth the visions of 3030 vision. Maybe many of you have not heard about 3030 vision. That is by the year 30, 2030, he want to see Chinese uh, in China, they are 30% Christians in China. So that's within 15 years' time. There is a, a, a momentum that is growing arise there. So there are a lot of resources, but with the church grow, of course, then you see uh, there are so many house churches. Okay, some of these house churches, I, this is a group that I started actually in, in, in Suzhou. So it has, has grown uh, to two churches. Okay, and I was invited to share about missions, foreign missions, 
in the in Hangzhou. And so I thought, you know, for the leaders only. And so when I arrived and I saw there were 5,000 church leaders just waiting to hear how to involve in foreign missions, you know. And then I was thinking, well, what about security? Forget about security. If I get kicked out, I got kicked out. It's okay. So I just share. So they are in a lot of places, maybe in Quiling, they are uh, or some areas, they are a lot more sensitive, uh, security a lot more tight, but other places, you have a lot of, lot of freedom. Okay, now this is what I, uh, actually when I went to China, when I went to China in uh, 2005, for one year I was waiting for the Lord to say, Lord, how can I get involved in the Chinese ministry? So this is what actually the verse that I, I come from. Uh, so if, if you can just click, yep, just give you a few, few seconds. Western China, between the 10th and 40 degree latitude north of the equator, from Mongolia, Tibet, Xinjiang, over the Himalayas, north and southern Tian Shan, across Central Asian countries to the Middle East. Where is it heading to? Towards Jerusalem. Why does it move in this direction? Because along this road are millions upon millions of souls loved by God who are still unreached by the gospel. This path leads through the 1040 window, a spiritual dry region where the gospel is least preached. For the gospel to reach the whole world, this region is the last frontier that must be conquered. Looking back at the Chinese church, the road for return of the gospel back to Jerusalem is long and full of difficulties. During the 16th to 19th centuries, the pioneers who sowed the seed and set the foundation of the gospel in China were Ritchie, Morrison, and Hudson. The founders of the Northwest Spiritual Mission and the gospel mission, they were pioneers in spreading the gospel westwards. They went on foot, rode on camels, or used motor vehicles. They faced trials and tribulations, but the wilderness, robberies, imprisonment, assaults, and even martyrdoms did not lessen their faith in spreading the gospel westward. Looking ahead at China, the road to return the gospel back to Jerusalem, the burden is heavy and the road is long, but the dawn light is breaking. Today, the Chinese are spiritually revived. Good diplomatic ties with these Muslim nations, international trade, and economics have opened the door wide for the Chinese church. This is the time for Chinese believers to hold the spiritual torch and lead the way towards winning the unreached people, bringing the gospel all the way back to Jerusalem. In order to fulfill the Great Commission, we must break down this vision into obtainable goals. This is what the Lord Almighty says, many people and the inhabitants of many cities will yet come, and the inhabitants of one city will go to another and say, let us go at once to entreat the Lord and seek the Lord Almighty. I myself am going and many peoples and powerful nations will come to Jerusalem to seek the Lord Almighty and to entreat Him. 
We know that there are 1.3 billion Chinese, and there are also 1.3 billion Muslims too. In fulfilling this mission, Almighty God has through the prophecy given by Zechariah provided us a way, that is, for churches in one Chinese city to reach another city along the Silk Road. This plan will enable our Chinese church to work systematically, cooperatively, and effectively reach the frontier with the shortest time possible. As such, we want to mobilize all Chinese churches and churches worldwide to pray for every... Okay, so this is uh, when I was uh, praying and thinking how to fulfill this back to Jerusalem uh, kind of a vision. So I began to understand actually or, or read the, <clears throat> the words and this came up, jumped to me at this the inhabitants of one city will go to another and say, let us go advance to entreat the Lord and win where? In Jerusalem. So that is the strategy that I kind of find, hey, this might be a good strategy to, to do is to mobilize a city in China to adopt another city along the Silk Road. Wow. So that's what I have been working on this for 10 years and uh, to start working and praying and so we're doing, for doing that, so this is our ministry. Uh, when I say ours, so we have partners. I work part with different partners uh, trying to fulfill this uh, ministry. So this is our ministry, the Zechariah ministry. What do we do? Okay, uh, that is prayer mobilization. Number two, mission conferences that we run. And then Kairos is a tool to mobilize a lot of churches in China. And then, and then mission trips. Okay, I take mission trip every year two or three times to uh, bring the, uh, the Chinese leaders, business uh, leaders to uh, visit the mission fields and then also to BAM. I'm not too sure you're aware of this term. BAM means business as missions. All right, and then training. We need to equip the missionaries before they leave the country. And then, of course, R&D, that is the relief and development uh, projects. Okay? Uh, now, what do we do? We, we do all these things so that we can support and help uh, the mission <coughs> organization in China. Okay, so this we actually network with quite a number of big uh, national, the Chinese national uh, mission organization. And then we also trying to start and working on different city missions or uh, mission agencies. So this is in the, pro, in the progress in different cities. So we are working now mission mobilization. So we actually compile these uh, prayers and also trying to promote a lot of prayer uh, and giving all the prayer informations to many Chinese churches because they pray, but they do not understand or they do not know uh, what, is the, what to pray or the contents of prayer. So we produce a lot of mission uh, uh, organization uh, <clears throat> Uh, mission information, and then also we organize prayer meeting. This is in Suzhou, organized prayer meeting. Okay, just a short clip of you know the prayer, of the vibrant uh, prayer of the church in China. These are overnight prayer meetings. 
赢赢赢苏州。Okay, so and then we conduct、uh, Muslim awareness、uh, conference seminars,、uh, and then we also run Kairos. For the last five years, we have been quite effectively running the causes. If you any one of us has done,、uh, run have take take the Kairos course yet here? Okay, I saw I see a few now. So we have actually. Develop forty or about forty head facilitators that they can individually run the Kairos across. So, you know, so this has been kind of becoming a movement now. And now we also have trained one hundred and sixty or more of the facilitators, and then more than six thousand students has gone through our course. So. This is with our team. So started with a few of us. So we are spreading, and this becoming a movement. Now,、uh, what is the outcome?、Uh, so, I mean, just to to highlight one or two outcomes. In,、uh, we run this course in Mongolia, where there were <clears throat> there were there was last year last year May there were two hundred、uh, people there. So they, they came for this. And then out of these, subsequently we went for a few times, and the Mongolian church actually, together with the Chinese Han Chinese and the Mongolian, they adopted the Hazara people. So who are these Hazara people? Maybe I can introduce. They are actually in 11 million Hazaras living in Afghanistan, in Pakistan, and Iran. Okay, so now. These are the Hazara. Actually, they are minorities. They are Shiite. Actually, under a lot of persecutions, a lot of、uh, suffering. Even though they are they they are Muslims, but they are actually under a lot of persecution. And、uh, so, <clears throat> who are they? Why are they under persecution? Because the Hazaras were the descendants of Genghis Khan's army. So when、uh, in in the 1300s.、Uh, so the the Genghis Khan's army moved westward. So when they start to kind of、uh, being defeated and they're、uh, losing the battles, a lot lot of army are were re, re, were retreating. And so when they arrive actually、uh, in Afghanistan, where the base, there are a lot of them actually are too weak to move forward, and then also sick, and then old. So many of them. Could not go, and so they say. They say to those those people who who could go, say you go ahead, and、uh, we will not be able to move anymore. And so, but those who have who just、uh, left and turn around and say, you wait for us, we will come back and get you. All right. So that was during those、uh, the the parting time, and then. They didn't come back until seven, six、uh, hundred years later. Why was this? Because they came back. You know, this group of Mongolians and one or two Chinese came back, and this old man was telling them, "We are we are waiting for the Mongolians to come, and when they come, you know." Forget about their religions. They were able to share their hearts, and they were crying and hug, and then they wel- they welcome them into this Hazara's home. The Hazaras is very small minority, very handful believers. Okay, but they have this 
Mongolian has an opening into this country. So uh, this uh, church from uh, Mongolia, so they are actually starting a factory in Kabul and start to reach out to the <coughs> Hazaras. So it's exciting. And so last week I was uh, in Shenzhen uh, running the Kairos the third time. So the first time we started and then people got excited, then the church come together. The second time we came together, second, we, second time we ran the, this Kairos, so the, the church decided, I know the churches, not just one, there's a church leaders, about 30, 40 of them came together and said that we want to start this uh, mission organization. So that's where the Shenzhen United Mission Agency, the, the Chinese will say the uh, Senma, uh, uh, started. So, but what do we do? What do they do? And then the next trip, actually just two, uh, two weeks ago, I was in Shenzhen running this course. At the end of this course, you now there's more, more pastors involved, the 60 over pastors uh, you know, from Shenzhen come together with this uh, 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 United Mission Agency that they are running. So they say that now we want to adopt Karachi as our sister city. So Shenzhen will focus their mission work on Karachi. So this is the outcome. So we pray that this will become a model and this will help us to understand how we run this and eventually we could actually duplicate uh, from one, one city in China to adopt another city along the Silk Road. And so I, make a, a mission I take mission trips to, to different places and bringing these church leaders and also... To, especially to this uh, Pakistan that every year I run, I, <clears throat> I took leaders to Pakistan because of the church history of the suffering and the suffering uh, of the Pakistan church situation. They are a lot similar. And so they could become, they could bring such encouragement to the church in Pakistan. And then, of course, the relief project I have to run for 2010. We start doing the, the relief projects in, in Pakistan. And so we set up actually a call that Daru Mohabbat is the Agape home. And where every time we go there, we have opportunity to preach. And this brother, uh, we, we actually hand over, well, it's a time when we, we build this home, we hand over the, uh, the, the building actually to them. And many of these Pakistani came for this uh, handover ceremony. And then there was officials giving speeches. And so he, as a, uh, being a Christian who, who actually uh, raised the fund to build the building for them, okay, uh, yes. <clears throat> so they, they, they say, you know, okay, uh, now you can share about, you know, why you're doing this. And so he began to share about Christ. And the people began to, uh, to, to shout against him and say, no, you cannot do it. This is a Muslim country. Why do you do this? Then there was kind of going to be a riot. And so the officer said, stop, 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 wait, wait. Now, you listen. You're all Muslims. And today, this Christian brother came to build this building, build this home for us. Now, if the Christians' homes were destroyed in the flood, will we Muslims raise funds to support and to help them to build their, uh, build, build their homes? Of course not. And so now you see, if this brother has such a love and, 
and he is a Christian. So why? We should listen to him. What, what kind of God he is believing? And we should learn from him. So that was give that he had the, you know, <laughs> the full, full hour to preach and to share about Christ. So that is an amazing thing. There are a lot of stories. So we are doing a, a also a relief work in the Afghan, uh, in <clears throat> no, the, this is in Syria. So you know, in Syria, the government is the Shiite, and then the oppositions are the Sunnis, and then the the rise of uh, the Islamic states. So that we we are, so that caused a lot of. A lot of problems. So the result of war, there's major, major destructions. And now we have more than 250,000 people died. And then, of course, people displaced. Uh, okay, and then the children, you see, a lot of these children's uh, parents died or they got uh, uh, separated. You know, they are left to survive by themselves. And so refugee camps. So, uh, so with this, you know, when I was... <clears throat> Uh, watching the uh, news and hearing these stories, I cry within my heart and say, you know, can we do something? And so, the year 2011, I can't stand anymore. I just buy a ticket myself and went to, uh, to look out for these refugee camps. And that's um, in, in, Le- in Lebanon. And so that's where we saw, I saw the need and then <clears throat> we actually... Uh, Later, we came back with the, we, we, we sent two containers, and this is where also GBC chipped in with the fund to, uh, to, do, to put these containers, to, two containers together, and then to distribute these um, blankets. You know, in this winter, I'm not too sure you've you gone through winter. Winter, if it's cold, it's a lot harder. But, you know, just to think, uh, in the winter time, you receive. You know, a blanket, it's such a blessing. And then the last year, uh, we also visited, we saw a lot of these tents. I mean, four or five years, it's broken, torn down. And so we actually put a container of about 300, 360 uh, uh, tents to, uh, uh, to Lebanon's the re- uh, refugee <coughs> uh, the camps. So, and then we also do uh, food packaging a project that we support 100 families, each family 140 Singapore dollars. And so, that we raise actually a lot of this money raised from uh, within, uh, within China. And so, we also run schools. So, we have been <clears throat> working partner with the local NGOs, the, and then we run these uh, schools. So with these schools, uh, this, this started in August 2008, and actually this is in partnership with the Chinese faith community. I, w- I want to say Christian, but they say, no, Christians are a bit too sensitive, so faith community, okay? And then <clears throat> this is our second school, our third school. It, third school is in, actually in Thailand. And then we have another school that just recently built, the fourth school. So altogether, we have... Uh, we are supporting uh, four schools with 370 students. So that is about every year where you have to raise about Singapore dollars, 200 over thousands. All right, so this is our missionaries. Actually, there are two missionaries that are working with this. Uh, the challenge of the 
Now my time is good. Okay, the challenge of the church in, in Lebanon is amazing. You know, this is the conference that we attend. They are saying that now the church, the Muslims are flooding into the church. Now, a Baptist church pastor told us that before the war, they have only 150 uh, mem- members in the congregation. Now they have 450 members, and actually more coming that cannot uh, go into the church. And so, and these are all from the Muslim backgrounds. And so this sister, three, uh, two and a half years ago, I met her. She said she led a, a six ladies in a Bible study. Now, uh, today... She is leading, actually training others and leading 57 house churches in Lebanon, in in Beirut itself. So he's training a lot of young people. Now, these things never happened in the history since the arrival or since since the rise of Islam. You know, it's amazing. That's why for the last two two and a half years, I've been there four times to, to, to Lebanon, to Middle East. God is working amazing way. The, the Kurdish church, you know, Kurdish, 20 years ago, there was no known Kurdish believers. But today, there's a Kurdish, I took this picture, actually a lot of this picture I took myself. And so, it is exciting that actually I preached in the, in the church. And then we visited the Baptist Bible Seminary. Now, they have 60 over students. So, one third of them are from the Muslim background, Okay. It is amazing, you know, to me. Now, okay, the mission uh, we are involved in, apart from that, uh, the mission, <clears throat> business as mission, so we do chicken farm, uh, different farming in Pakistan. This actually, in Pakistan, we also started the fish farm now. This training was in Zhuhai, in, uh, in the, the Zhuhai in, uh, in China, southern China. And so this brother, he got trained after a year. We sent him to, to do the fish farming in Pakistan. So there are two couples doing fish farming in Pakistan. And then we have a network of uh, four couples, or two couples, in, uh, a missionary in Jordan, and then in Narnia. Narnia is Iran, because this is very sensitive. I just went there uh, in April. So fantastic. God is working, you know, seeing thousands of these Iranians coming to faith. Okay, so we could not have time to tell you. So this is my, uh, my team in China. I, I base in Suzhou. So what do I do? Actually, I am... Oops. Okay, so this is... Uh, what I do, actually, I do business import-export, and actually, I am doing business. I have 15 workers working for me, actually earn money so that I can do missions. Okay, earn money for me, I can do missions. And so now, I guess uh, we won't talk about this. The challenge of the Chinese going overseas was challenged, but now, uh, you know, if you heard about one belt, one route, that is Chinese government is building a train from Beijing all the way to Europe, crossing across the, across the Middle East or North, uh, Central Asia. Now, this opening doors. So that's why we are doing training uh, for farming, uh, for train, the training of farmer. You know, this we have uh, actually 120 acres of farmlands in China that's operating. So we are training... I'm running, huh? 
Okay, so I guess this is the end. <laughs> okay, but um, there are a lot more things that we could, we could share. Now, after the service, you're welcome to finish the, the second part of what I want to say, if you have time to come and share, because God is working amazing things, so we praise God for what He is doing. Okay, um, shall we pray? Lord, we thank you that you are working in an amazing way in China, in the Muslim world. Lord, we pray that our church, GBC, could be part of what we are doing in this bringing the gospel to all nations. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.